What is up, everybody? This is another episode of the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast, and this is our long-awaited end-of-the-year awards show. With me today, as you can see, we got DJ Wavy D. And then from the Beyond the Junkyard, I think I got that right, podcast, we got Junkyard James and K-Dog Cody down here as well. How's everybody doing? Doing great. Phenomenal. Great, wonderful, fantastic. Thanks you for having uh, me. All righty. Let's jump into the business because we got a lot to talk about. Um, so just to go over the, the categories that, that we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about match of the year, male and female wrestler of the year, um, uh, the best heel of the year, the best face of the year, the best storyline of the year, the best moment of the year. And then we'll end the show with each of us naming three male and female superstars that we are going to take a look out for in 2024. Um, and to keep this sort of organized for each category, we're going to sort of go in the same order. We'll start with James, go to Cody, go to uh, Wavy D, and then we'll end with me. Um, so the first category we'll start with is storyline of the year. Um, and so James, give give who your winner of this award is a little. You know, don't take too long to explain why. But who's your storyline of the year? Yeah. So my storyline of the year has been a year long progression to where we are now to one of the most devious factions in all of pro wrestling. Storyline of the year is the creation of the patriarchy, Christian Cage's group. Christian Cage is on probably his best run of his entire career. And uh, just the storyline from the beginning of the year all the way through, and it only began this year. It's not like some of these other storylines that are five years long. Um, But anyways, the patriarchy is the storyline of the year. Cody? My storyline of the year is going to go to when Sami Zayn turned on the bloodline. I thoroughly enjoyed this moment, enjoyed <clears throat> of what to me has seemed like a little bit of a bleak latter half of the year for the bloodline. Um, this started last year, but it culminated at the Royal Rumble in January. Massive pop. Um Crowd was ready for it. We were ready for it. It's a great turn. The way they set it up was great. Led all the way to WrestleMania where him and Owens uh, captured the tag team titles. Um, really, uh, truly ascended Sami Zayn to, to even better heights than what he was at the end of 2022. And uh, the man had himself a really good 2023. And it kicked off with uh, what I believe is the best storyline of the year uh, when he turned on the bloodline. Absolutely. All right. Wavy D, your storyline of the year. I'm not gonna lie. I the the two 
um, what these two gentlemen said, both of those stories made, made my top five. I actually labeled the Christian Cage father figure storyline in my top five. But I got to say my number one storyline, believe it or not, might be the MJF and Adam Cole storyline. And I know it's weird coming from a, from a WWE kind of diehard guy, but I do got to say that that storyline made me tune into AEW throughout the year a little bit. I'm, I'm an MJF guy. I like what him and Adam Cole were doing. And I think there's still a little bit more story left to be told going into 2024. So that one has my eye. All right. And then we'll end with mine. My storyline of the year is going to be the Bloodline Civil War. Um, this it sort of started at, you know, with the Sami Zayn turn. And then, um, you know, we, we move into Jay and Jimmy sort of turning on Roman it was cinematic. It was everything that I th- enjoy about the world of wrestling. Um, and out of it, we have the, probably the biggest uh, or the one of the bigger uh, f- uh, face created, you know, characters in Jay Uso. Um, we, we've got Jimmy who is doing what Jimmy does and eventually will get kicked out of the bloodline if it happens the way I think it will. Um, and so we have a we have a lot of uh, uh, good things that came out of out of that storyline. Um, so yeah, Bloodline Civil War, without a doubt, to me, cinematic. Give it, give it an Oscar, an Emmy, any award you can give for t- cinematic television. Give it to the Bloodline this year because fantastic. Up until about May, and then it disappeared. But. Uh, question: Do you guys think that we we named like the top three storylines of the year? Do you think the bloodlines, the bloodline saga, the Christian K storyline, and the MJF and I would Apple, say those you think more than likely those are going to be the top three of the of this year. Yeah, I can't really think yeah. of any other. I mean, other than Judgment Day and some other stuff on NXT, I can't really think of anything else that would come close to it. I, I jotted down like the Cody Rose redemption story. That you know that um, carried out throughout rest, after WrestleMania. That begins and never finishes. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move on. We'll move on to moment of the year. James, go ahead and give give your moment of the year, and or, or define what you mean. What because so for like for me, let me define moment. Because so like we have match of the year, and a lot of casual fans don't necessarily care about matches. We care about big moments that you'll remember. There's a difference between match and moment. So this isn't like a, necessarily a particular match, but just a particular individual moment that happened. It, it can be a segment. It can be a return, something like that. So moment of the year for you. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of going in the same ballpark. This isn't necessarily a match per se, but when I was thinking of what was the biggest moment of the year, I was thinking what was something that honestly – I never thought I would see in in the world of pro wrestling and, and as, especially in 2023. And my moment of the year was the arrival of Adam Copeland into AEW. And and let me let me briefly explain why. Um, there were three, two or three people that I always assumed were loyalists to WWE: John Cena, Adam Copeland, or Edge, and maybe like Dolph Ziggler. Um, and 
for Adam Copeland to not re-sign with, with WWE and come to AEW, there was always this idea of he's staying with WWE. And for him to show up in AEW, his, since he's debuted, I'm, I'm not really satisfied with the storyline that he's going at this point. But just him showing up in another company and being able to work outside of the WWE system, I think was a shock. And so to me, I honestly didn't expect this. And so Adam Copeland shows up in AEW, and that's my moment of the year. Cody. So I wrote down two, and I'm not going to say both because I feel like that would probably be cheating. And I'm sure that would it may take off of somebody's list. So I'm going to go with my first one that I wrote down. And my moment of the year was the whole event that was AEW All in London. Um, the reason why I chose this is because this was the first time since the Monday Night Wars that another American promotion was able to rival the WWE in a certain metric that has never been seen since Um since the Monday Night Wars and really ever uh, in comparison to WWE, um, there has never been another wrestling company that was able to produce the amount of tickets sold for one event outside of WWE. Um, and AEW did that in only their fourth year of existence. Um, yes, are they very popular and over in um, the UK, um, London, and just probably overseas in general? Absolutely. Uh, TNA was the same way. And all they did was draw, uh, not only, but they drew 10,000 people for their most ever attended show in London. Um, they weren't able to capitalize on that. And for their momentum, and AEW has kind of been a little stagnant since all in London. But at the same time, um, you know, the Tokyo Dome shows, all of CMLL, AAA, New Japan, um, TNA, MLW, ROH, ECW, there has never been another company that was able to produce the amount of popularity and overall atmosphere that uh, AEW did with All in London. And it was uh, just a really cool moment to see that there was another company um, as an alternative that was able to produce this kind of event and, and do so pretty successfully um, outside the WWE. So that was my moment, moment of the year. Absolutely. Uh, Wavy D, your moment of the year. All right. <clears throat> so when you first asked me this question two, three weeks ago, I I had a list of about five moments, and they're all bloodline related. But then hell froze over, and Oscar messaged me on Instagram. No, <laughs> 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 his moment of the year or the moment of the year. For us? <laughs> well, yeah, but and, and jokes aside, hell did freeze over two weeks ago, and that is when CM Punk made his return to WWE. So that is what I have as my moment of the year, hands down. Two, two, three weeks ago, my answer was going to be completely different. I was picking, picking between five things, but then CM Punk walked in that door, shut it behind him, and I had no other choice but to pick for my moment of the year. Ten, a, a decade later, CM Punk returns to WWE. Never thought I would see it. CM Punk left, did UFC, left there, went to AEW, left there, came back to WWE. All this before GTA Six drops, <laughs> and uh, this is the moment of the year, moment of the decade, moment of the two thousands, 
Yeah, no. So yeah, there's only one. There's only one answer for this, and that mm, answer, no, that no. answer. There's only one answer. James mentioned no, his not. sort of criteria was things that you did not suspect would happen again, that you didn't expect to see. And ladies and gentlemen, we got that moment when CM Punk walked his. Uh, Come on. Walked himself through the door and announced that he is home where he belongs in WWE. It was a shock. We I knew he was showing up when they yeah. announced Survivor Series in Chicago. Chicago. He teased it by saying on the uh, on the commentary that he was free in November. I mean, it all lines up. You can only return CM Punk in Chicago. You can't do it anywhere else. So. I was suspecting of it. That's the only reason why I tuned into Survivor Series was because I thought it would show up, and he did. So it was so shocking. Yes, I, I won't say it wasn't. It was very, very but, shocking to actually but, see but, him. So, so let, let let's explain. Let's explain. Because CM Punk, this is a man who ten years ago, and literally my first ever PLE that I ever watched when they were still pay per views back then, Royal Rumble twenty fourteen. Lost and they gave it to Batista, and you know, we, we question that we question that booking decision. Uh, but he walked in the back and left, never to show up again. This, this completely just dismantled his relationship with Triple H and Vince McMahon. They fired him on his wedding. There's no way he's gonna go back to this company. And lo and behold, he shows up. He he he. He swallowed his pride. Him and Triple H worked out their problems. They they destroyed whatever ego they had, and CM Punk came home. Yeah, it had nothing He's to do not with the non-disclosure still. agreement, though, right? He he came home. That's all that matters. I, I we, we don't he need didn't him come home, but okay. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I, I I will thank AEW and I will thank the higher ups at AEW for allowing for dropping this bag. <laughs> Right if, in WWE's if, lap, and for allowing yeah. Phil Brooks to return uh, home. Ratings aren't saying so much. Ever since his return, Raw's dropped every single week. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, hey, I was all I'm saying is nowadays you can't. You, can, you he guys can't say that he wasn't on every episode of of TV though. He, he was pretty on, sure he, of the two episodes he's been on, they lost four hundred thousand people. I I don't want to say you guys because I feel like, I feel like you guys is is is, is, a, is a bad term because I can, you know you, you guys aren't all AEW fans I mean, like, like you guys don't encompass all of AEW fans, but nowadays we all know that people watch TV differently you know and and, and that, that's one of the main arguments that I feel fans of AEW always throw out there when we talk about you know the ratings for AEWs that you guys say we watch TV differently nowadays. It doesn't account for a streaming. It doesn't account for all these different places you watch the show at. I feel like that's the same going both ways. Is that not everybody sits down and tunes tunes into USA Network and watches Monday Night Raw? You know what I'm saying? Well, that and and the episodes. Like, so like so like last night there were two Monday Night Football games. You had the Dolphins, which are on uh, TV. But, but when Punk was on Saturdays every week, when college football was going on and, and Collision was getting I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I, no, 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 we, no, could, no. we couldn't run that excuse. But you could because it was a legitimate excuse and that's why I said 500,000 people would have been a legitimate number for you guys to hit every week, but you still couldn't hit that number. Because well, we're hitting you, it now that he's gone. We're at 445 every week. And he's gone. So it's not Punk that 
has increased. And no one ratings. and no one here said that Punk was going to raise raise the ratings. We say he's going to bring in money. It's about yeah. The the, the right the, the, and. and it's, I mean, it's literally the high. His two shirts that have been released have literally brought in over a million dollars in two weeks. That that's why they brought Punk back. No one. And I think that. I mean, it, it, it's a smart ploy. It's a it's a fat paycheck for Punk, and I think that that is. I don't know how true the rumor was that TNA offered him a seven figure contract. When I feel like TNA can't afford a seven figure contract. Um, no, but, there's no I mean, way they have we'll that see. money because Sammy Callahan just yeah. quit because they w w didn't pay him. There's no yeah, way they I, can afford $7 million That would have been literally the entire roster was just CM Punk. And, well, I mean, he's entertaining, <laughs> but I don't know if he can do a whole two-hour show every week and a three-hour pay-per-view <laughs> by himself. Um, but, no, yeah, and he definitely was going to draw on the money for sure. Um, I think Punk really had – he didn't have to do it, but I felt like if he was going to stay in the wrestling sphere, that this was his. Absolutely, this was the only place. This was the only. place he could go. TNA. He's. This is an ego thing for Punk. TNA wouldn't sure. satisfy that. He he wants to be in the in the spotlight, and whether or not you but, like him or not, I'm not the biggest fan of Punk, but he's here. I don't think he's needed. But he's that—he's the, the whipped cream and cherry on top of the. It's not necessary, but it, it adds a little bit to it. Um, but I will say that um, Triple H probably deserves some sort of award for the relationships that he has been able to mend over the years with uh, Bruno, uh, with Punk, with Warrior. Um, and those are all guys yeah. that I don't think anybody would have thought really would have set foot inside of a. Hall of Fame, Arena, whatever you want to call it, and Triple H has made the fences on all of those, and I think that he yeah. understands more so than anybody else that, listen, never say never, time does heal right. wounds, let's yeah. come at this with, you know, uh, a fresh, good mindset, a good business mindset, and um, he's been able to, to deliver on those promises, which is is good to see for sure. So, so let me ask this question. Is, is And I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but hypothetically – if bringing in CM Punk means you lose Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, not happening. It's I'm not, not saying happening. it will or will not, but let's just say hypothetically they both don't resign. Is the CM Punk signing worth it? So, from my perspective, if CM Punk doesn't do anything to like you know ruffle feathers and, and he's on his best behavior and he's doing everything kind of by the book, and Seth and Becky decide to you know take their ball and go home. That's that, on them. Yeah, that, that kind of speaks to their character. And here's the, here's the thing, leave, though. You know, take take a break and leave. But here's the thing, though. I know Seth Rollins. I don't know him personally. <laughs> I wish I did. But dude, dude has a blood hatred for Riddle. Still worked with him. So Seth Rollins is a professional's professional. I I'm a hundred percent certain Seth Rollins, whether it was a, a work or not, I don't necessarily think it was a work. His reaction when Punk came back. Um, because of how secret they, they didn't tell them until they literally entered that match. Um, and so as much as he hates punk, he likes to get paid. And that's what this is. This is what this, this feud, what started yesterday and will probably work through WrestleMania will generate money. And that's all, that's all Roman's going to care about. That's all Kevin Owens is going to care about. And that's all Seth Rollins is going to care about. That's not I, my question. Gonna, my question is: Is when his contract ends and AEW gives him a bigger paycheck, he's not he leaving. Leaves. He's not. He's not leaving. 
I'm not, I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying he won't, but let's just say hypothetically he does. Is the long-term investment of CM Punk worth it? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like if Seth does leave, I feel like he will probably leave and like take rest and stay at home. I don't feel like he'll go to another That's, company. And and you're 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 trying to make a correlation where there's not a correlation. We would have to prove that he left because of CM Punk, and there's no way you can prove that. You're trying to make it sound like us. That well, on the other side, everyone was saying Cody Rhodes left because he had beef with the elite. That we can't prove that, but yet y'all drew those correlations. We're, we were just speaking whatever uh, uh, Sean Rass Sappy Baby over there was was reporting. That's all. That's all. That's. <laughs> but let's move on. Let's move on to to uh, speaking of good guys, faces of the year. James, who's your who's the best good guy in the industry this year to you? So for both or uh, all four ca categories, male of the year, female of the year, here, heel and face of the year, I'm looking not necessarily on just the in-ring work, but overall who raised their stake because of their character, who steps into the next year and they're in a better position than they were at the beginning of 2023. And so my face of the year is a man who I don't think anybody ever thought at any point in this year would ever main event a pay-per-view. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Premium live event. And his name is L.A. Knight. Yeah. Mm. 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 His, right, run, his run was – I'm not a WWE guy. Wait, any, you can't any, call it a run, though. It was, a, it was one show. It was one show. But his the way that he got the characters behind him, the, the fans behind him, starting from his bullshit match with Bray Wyatt and that Mountain Dew pitch black match, all the way to the end of this year. You cannot hit. You, you talk about making money. He has like five top selling merch shirts on in WWE shop this year. He's over with the fans, and that's what it means to be a babyface. He's the best babyface. And, and I'm not a WWE guy by any means, but I would watch. I watched every moment I could have LA night because I've liked him since he was Eli Drake. Yeah. Um, and he still has it. I think he should be the guy should have been the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns, but no. you said that about Cody too. You just see, here's the thing. When I, when I do my reviews of these matches against Roman and I say that, Oh, everyone's like, Oh, the fans that were behind so-and-so insert face here. And I state, no people only cheer for him because it's against Roman. You're the prime example of it because it's well, oh exactly. Cody should I don't, I don't Cody like should have beat him. Uh, uh, La Knight should have beat him. You know yeah, they had, if, they if had they, three opportunities this year to make a super baby face and they failed on all three attempts. But they made they could have made the next John Cena and they didn't. Uh, I mean, me personally, I'm not sold on La Knight as the next John Cena. Yeah. I think he's a, a little Come too old now. to carry the company at this point. Come they, on, I mean, he, he he can still be a top face, but I think he's too old to. Carry company. I also think his move set is a little awkward. Yeah, and dudes, if you really thought he was going to dethrone him after they gave him the Slim Jim uh, commercials, you you don't understand how WWE does business. Um, Macho Man, the Slim Jim commercial. Yeah, but that was, was the top guy. That was the eighties. You know who's doing Slim Jim commercials now? The New Day <laughs> and LA Knight. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cody. <laughs> Cody, your face of the year. 
Let me tell you something, brother. The Slim Jims are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I think there already is a John Cena on the roster, and I love LA Knight. Believe me, I, I do. It's not him. Um, I think, to me, the obvious choice of this has got to be Cody Rhodes. Um, he's as, as white meat of a baby face as you can get. Uh, makes me sick talking about him. I don't like him, but uh, there's no denying that uh, um, – He's, he shares your name. You should love him. Yeah, I hate him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking sellout. So, yeah, it's Cody Rhodes for me. Um, I don't think there's really anybody else that's quite close. He does all the bullshit that WWE does with every baby face that is very top. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, that son of a bitch is the face of the year. <laughs> I just, it just, I just, I just, this thought came in my head while you were t- after you called him a sellout. It just makes me happy. That I was right, because in 2019 I said he was coming back within five years. And well, you were partially right because if you remember, uh, you said all of the EVPs would leave, and well, he's the only one that left. So you got one fifth. I mean, I, probably I, the most. You, you got one more year. Over. I do got one more year though. You never know what's going to happen when that. They I just signed. They, it should be fine. They just signed a big extension, all four of them. Yeah, that extension don't mean nothing when 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 Endeavor comes in and buys it from them. Doubtful. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really want that to happen. Yeah, I don't. We'll yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah, I want it to happen. Year. But we'll, we'll see what happens in <laughs> December 12th of 2024. I'll count. We'll count then. All right, uh, Wavy D, your face of the year. So, th- this is probably the hardest one to pick. I think uh, um, out of my list of um, all the all the end of the year stuff, just because WWE has so many top faces right now. Mm-hmm. To to where you know like you know they got the, you got the super friends like that's like literally your top faces right there, and I was trying to pick between the Sammy the Jay the Cody, and you know L.A. Knight you know I was trying to pick between all of them. I would say the WWE face of the year is probably Cody Rhodes, and I would probably give him my overall wrestling you know business face of the year probably go to Cody Rhodes, but I was close to giving it to MJF as my face of the year like like he's my scumbag. I'm a, I'm an MJF guy. Like I'm I'm slowly going to the dark side. We too deep, you know. I, I think I think by like I think you give me like three months, I might buy AW pay per view. I'm 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 slowly. Revolution, brother. We're gonna be there, man. Yeah. Sting's last match. Good pay per view to buy. <laughs> I think we'll fight I, the Stinger inside I, the ring. I'm gonna fucking hit him with an elbow. Yeah. But hey, if if, if MJF leaves, it comes to WWE. Ain't nothing else for me to watch though. I'm. I'm I'm just there yeah. for MJF. So, so, yeah, I got Cody as my face of the year. MJF close second. Yeah. Well, let, look, before you speak, let me say this is 2023. Uh, it, it was the year that AEW forgot how to build a baby face because I don't think they have a like legit top outside of MJF. I think and the, yeah. and Adam Cole, they didn't really build another baby face. Every, it, it was the year of the heel. Every, every main person. Well, is a heel. Tony Storm's well, a heel. That's fantastic because it's literally reverse in WWE where they <laughs> normally like the, 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 Triple H's specialty is building heels, and for whatever reason this year he decided to build eighteen baby faces, and it's yeah. So we Using just the Vince McMahon model. Yeah, Vince McMahon was perfect at building baby faces, but couldn't build a heel to save his life. Triple H came in and built pretty decent heels last year. 
And I mean, it's not like he didn't build new ones, but he's just relying on Roman to run SmackDown. And we need, we need. I mean, I like Theory and 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 Waller, but you know, I'm probably the only one here that that enjoys them. No, I like them. I like Theory and Waller. Um, I'm a huge fan. But uh, I think uh, I think they should win the tag belts and 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 Ozzy, and, and so they can all do shoeies. Yeah, that's so disgusting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh. But uh, my face of the year is main event Jay Uso. Respectable. And uh, I'm glad they got that copyright uh, figured out. And we can start, still say yeet because that's the best crowd chant uh, out right now. Yeet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, you know, hopefully they, they paid the man who had the copyright very good money to sell them the copyright. That was easily and, his best payday he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> uh, he, he, he got a phone call from Connecticut and was like, what the fuck? Two, two, 203. <laughs> <laughs> what area code is this? Uh, hey, we'll make, we'll, 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 we'll put you. We will give you a million dollars. Shut <laughs> up. We'll give you free tickets to WrestleMania. <laughs> no, front, but, row, front row season that right, right, right next to green shirt guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that whole Rose Park is Trinidad guy with the the red. Tr- Tr- Trinidad, yeah. He's probably got his seats, and Dolph. Well, Dolph Ziggler guy has no reason to be at a WWE show. He he's on his way to Puerto Rico to watch Nick Namath's first match in Puerto Rico, <laughs> which you can. Yeah, fucking country. I got I got a question for you. Too deep. Um, what's up? What's up? So, when you're compiling your face of the year list, how far down did Trick Williams make your list? I'm gonna be completely honest. When I made this category, I wrote Jay Uso's name and didn't think about it any other way. But Trick mm. Williams is definitely, you know, if I had to think about it, he would be top three. Um, I, I, uh, I definitely think uh, he has a really strong shot to win. At New Year's Evil and beat Dragonoff. I actually hope that happens, mm. and and is the champion for NXT for a while. Um, but yeah, I he's definitely a top three heel, which pains me to say Face. because Face. which pains me to say as much as I like him, he's a University of South Carolina uh, graduate, and and being a Clemson fan, that's just kind of painful to, to cheer for him, but listen, he he played left bench the entire time he played football, so. I don't think he saw a snap, so this is a better career for him. But with that, we moved from the good guys to to uh, the bad guys, um, and and not Scott Hall. Uh, but uh, who's your heel of the year, James? So I was so tempted to put Roderick Strong, but I'm I didn't. Um, <laughs> I didn't just 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 to see the reaction because he. he He's been a pretty pretty weird. He's had. A, I don't. I don't know if he's a heel or a face at this point. But no, to be re- completely. I said it was the year of the heel for AEW, and the best heel that they built. I mentioned him earlier was Christian Cage. Son um, of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he. This is his best run. I think of his entire career, um, and any second generation superstar whose dad is dead be careful christian cage might go after your mom um because i, I don't know his entire gimmick the the build-up of of now he used to be luchasaurus now it's kill switch the the change with nick wayne 
it's all facilitated by Christian Cage and just his ability to, at whatever age he is, he's able to put the TNT title um, and put on decent matches. They're not going to be great matches. Like they're not like Sammy Guevara, Cody Rhodes type TNT matches, but just his gimmick, his character, he plays the heel well. Um, and I think it's great that his company or his uh, faction name is the patriarchy because at some point someone needs to say we're here to end the patriarchy and it's going to be like some big proud woke feminist moment in, in AEW that'll make the fans just so happy. Um, and uh, it's going to be a great thing in Christian Cage. I think as of right now, best deal of the year. Okay. Cody. Well, that, uh, that Fulker over there took my answer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Nobody I mean, was. I, 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 I've absolutely loved this run with Christian. I, I would agree. It's been his best run that I think he's ever done. Um, the character work that he has done in this whole past year has just been phenomenal. Um, I uh, that that person that's probably going to end the whole patriarchy thing might be Adam Page, um, but uh, to be honest with you, I don't think the TNT title has ever meant more than it does now, um, and it's it's quickly become a a an Orange Cassidy has done a great job with the international title and making that relevant, but Christian has really uh huh. You wait. You mean not sw- swapping titles every week actually means it's going to actually mean something? Oh, who who See, said AW that? AEW hasn't done that in months, so I don't know. Well, that's that's what I'm that saying. Time. That's what I'm saying. If you guys would let someone have a run with it instead of like flipping back and forth every Everybody's week. Everybody's had a run with the title here in this past year, like a long run. MJF's been the world champion for a year. I'm talking about and... TNT in specific. There was a point where the TNT title switched hands like 18 times in hey, two listen, weeks. That's fair. How about the world tag team titles over there when they played patty cake with it for three weeks? Look that twenty four seven title. It happened. Well, listen, I that's that was literally the whole. Point <laughs> that was the point of that title. Title. There's a reason why we don't say that because that's what it's meant for. Um, it, it was meant for Dana Brooke to have her two minutes on TV and then throw it in the trash can. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Fifty five times, which is great. Um, yeah, no, I, I did you say our truth, our honorary member of Judgment Day. Our truth. He got kicked out last night. Oh no! That that should have been a moment of the year, to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, But (laughs) yeah, Christian Cage for me um, done a really good job with his run. I I don't really, I didn't. I I was like you with uh, uh, Randall with the with the faces of the year. I thought of one name and even have all this because that's that's who I thought of. Right, Wavy D. All right, before I give you my opening monologue. I will say, James, your answer, in my personal opinion, was blasphemy, okay? (laughs) Roderick Strong is not even a top five heel in his own company, (laughs) let alone number one in the whole business, okay? (laughs) Adam! Now, I will say, I I was jotting down names. I was like, MJF, he could be face and heel of the year. I went to Brock, Roman, Jimmy Uso. Rhea, Gunther, Damage Control. And I was like, Christian motherfucking Cage. But then reality struck. And I was like, it's none other than fucking Dominic Mysterio. Ah. 
Dominic Mysterio is the heel of the year. I thought that, but when I hear that they piped in a bunch of the booing, then I stopped thinking about that. And I went, look, look. It's 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 they don't pipe it in like like the sources are claiming. I've been to two shows this year, and I've been Dominic to a raw. Mysterio. I've been to a raw, and it's yeah. not piped in. I promise you, it it's, is that that he gets or it's not piped reaction. in. It's not piped in the way that people are saying it is. People legitimately hate this guy. I've I've been to two shows this year with, with Dom. I've been to a raw in the summertime, and with the NXT deadline this past weekend. Dominic Mysterio is getting the, the booze. And I just feel so bad because I want to cheer for him, but I'm like the only guy in the arena. And I look, I'm clapping. Everybody's looking at me like a weirdo. They're like, "You gotta boo this guy." <laughs> and I'm like, "If you, you know, it's crazy. Dom should have been should have been faced the year. Can you think about it? in his storyline? He's the good guy. His dad chose his friend over his own son. Man, what a deadbeat! If what a deadbeat dad. And then I'm like, I'm just like Dominic should have been a face, but I mean, I'll give it to him. He gets booed, so he's a heel. But Dominic Mysterio is hands down heel of the year, in my personal opinion. So, yeah. So, uh, when I wrote this down, I had a name in mind, but I've changed it. So, my initial name. If you say Roman Reigns, I'm listening. My initial name that I picked was, was our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. However,. I thought about this, and and he wasn't and, on TV for half a year, so how can he be the heel of the year? I sat. That's why. And, that's why. And I sat here and thought about it, and said, you know what? He was my heel of the year the last two years. Let's give someone else a chance here to win this award. And this is my surprise of the year pick, and uh, I'm going to take uh, the same route James and Cody went and say Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Very good pick. I can't argue it. He he was up there. Both yeah, both Dom and Christian. Maybe not as much as Dom that Christian. I've, had I've, booze, I've given I a. I also gave wise. yeah. I gave some uh, consideration to Braun Breaker as well, but I don't know his his heel work is just more. It's not it's not refined yet. He needs he needs a leader. He needs a voice. He he needs CM Punk as, as his manager. Mm. He needs a locker room leader who's not afraid to, to, to teach the young guys how to, to dominate the business. And that's what yeah. CM Punk will do. Uh, I can, can see o- that. Kenny Omega? Come on. <laughs> Cody, what's that reaction, my dude? <laughs> I can't see a CM Punk as a manager like that. I don't know. When it's when it's bro- look, I made this, I made this self-fulfilling prophecy that CM Punk was gonna go. Run, do his run with uh, with Seth Rollins, and he's going to go to NXT. He's going to make a faction with Cora Jade, Braun Breaker, and fill in the rest of the gap. They put a tag team with him, and the first person he says hello to at NXT is Cora Jade. I'm halfway there. We're 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 going to get this running. The Chicago influence between the both of them. It's happening, and I want the credit when WWE does it because I put that out in the in the internet first. You did. You put it out a little while ago. It's been like six months. Society too. No, make it the NWO, my dude. We we brought the we brought the LWO back. Let's bring the NWO back. Which the LWO has not been. Well, as much as Eric wasn't much in WCW either. So as much as Eric Bischoff has been shitting on Tony Khan here recently, he might as well just come back and leave the NWO again. 
That's a very good point. <laughs> but we're, we'll move on. We're going to move on to wrestler of the year. And we're going to, you know, ladies go first. And so we'll do female wrestler of the year. James, who you got? If, if and, I, and I promise you, if this is Julia Hart, you're kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a different name um, written down. And then uh, when we first sent the list out, and I, I had to change it on the fly here today because this lady that I chose. So my original pick was going to be Sky Blue. Um, but I realized I didn't say most attractive <laughs> to you. I didn't he, say he, <laughs> even Coil did you try to win? Listen, let me, again, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta give you my preface. The, when I think of wrestler of the year, it's again who did the most to increase their stock. Okay, so when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're a thousand on a list and you raise up to 50th that's raising your stock that doesn't mean you're the best though and 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 anyways i i realized other than sky blue there is one other lady on the AEW roster that i think has positioned herself to be in a better spot in 2024 and 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 she has a very good slogan that i like to talk about and it's oh, <laughs> Chin up, tits out, (laughs) and watch for the shoe. Tony Storm is the female wrestler of the year. Again, probably her best work she's ever done. Um, Not much to say when WWE had her getting smashed by cake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The storyline that she's going to run is great, and it's going to allow... For the creation of the next female heel in AEW with Mariah May. And it's going to be just a great story that I think in, uh, goes and culminates at all in London next year. Um, so, yeah, Tony Storm, you female know, wrestler of the year. I remember the day when Mariah May was just, you know, an influencer that people liked because she, she was hot. And then she actually decided to wrestle. And, well... Here we are. Anyway, Cody. Um, I did not go with Tony Storm. I think that's actually a decent choice, given the fact of how her development has been over the last year. Uh, and it's amazing how a veteran, two veterans like that, their best runs have been in AEW with character work, and AEW is not a character-driven company. Um, my female wrestler of the year, I honestly didn't think there was – much of a choice to be honest with you and not not in a bad way i just think same thing with the heel of the year thought of one name and i'm like yeah i don't see anybody else that could really top it yeah rhea ripley um dominant from beginning to end um over like rover uh good in the ring good on the mic uh her influence on judgment day to me has actually made me interested in judgment day um, and I love Balor. I love Damian Priest. Uh, who the fuck is the other guy? Uh, just hey, hey, Smo. you let you um, let you let the leprechaun. Uh, 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 I know him as uh, Devlin, James Devlin, or whatever. The, Jordan Devlin, but it's J D McDonough. But because his real name's Jordan Devlin, so we can't use it because WWE likes to copyright and make money off of everybody. So, uh, the um, before Cole Pop. Yeah, I like <laughs> him being the uh, the bump guy for for uh, Judgment Day. Which is yeah, fine. that's all he's there for. Um, no, I, I just think that Rhea's uh, to me, I think she makes that group 
very strong Dom too. And I mean, all the characters serve a purpose for sure. I just think that Rhea is a glue that holds everything together and makes it a very attractive group. Um, her dominant run in the women's division has been uh, impressive and she just kind of continues to get better. Um, seems like every week. And uh, I think she'll have a, uh, just a strong of a presence, if not even better. I don't know how much more she can get better, but uh, um, I think either way, uh, I don't see how she's not a female wrestler of the year. All right, Wavy D, it is your turn. Who's your female wrestler of the year? Okay, so so James, <laughs> sure. a, a, wise, a wise, very wise woman once told me, you know, saying, there is no such thing as stupid questions. But answers are another thing. R.I.P. Miss Purcell, first grade teacher. You know what I'm saying? Miss you. I mean, I don't know for a fact that she's dead, but she was, she was old. <laughs> but she was old. She, I'm not going to lie. She, she was like 75 back then. This lady, like 103 right now, listening yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> Chances are, RP. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh gosh. I, 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 you got Mae Young over here. I'm <laughs> I was very tempted to to go down the road of Cody and say Rhea Ripley, because I do believe her character work was was very amazing this year. I do, you know, she carried Raw on her shoulders. She carried SmackDown on her shoulders. She carried WWE on her shoulders. She can carry me on her shoulders. Hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She got she got big shoulders. She probably carry both of us. She she's strong. Strong independent woman, okay. Ain't no Oscar, but she's a strong independent woman. But her her in her in ring work. Sorry, no, not her in ring work. Her matches, majority of them were not that great. Not due to her. It's just due to the opponents WWE put her put her up against. Good so, example last night with Maxine. What the fuck was that? I did not get a chance to watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but, but I've, heard, I've heard it was bad. I, I heard Maxine tried her best. That's what I heard. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the pro- back, back to the performance center. So so the problem that's the problem with WWE right now, with Raw right now, is there's there's no one to challenge Rhea. And it's obviously setting up for Jade. And uh that's that's the way that's the most obvious way to do this. But when you put someone like Tegan Knox who runs in slow motion she's yes. the least of the least athletic person i've ever seen in a wrestling <laughs> ring um or you she put can't someone... help if she don't have both knees <laughs> uh, but she runs and in... no but then or you put someone like uh maxine and so, against someone like rhea ripley and you can obviously there's a disparity in, in actual like athletic ability on that roster right now and it's crazy there's so much ready talent in NXT. I don't know why someone like Cora or Roxanne has not been called up yet. Uh, we'll wait for some of these contracts to run up. But yeah, it, not Rhea, Rhea, Rhea would have made this number one spot if she had a few more memorable matches. She might have... Yeah. She, she was in running for match of the year. I don't want to foreshadow, but she was in running for match of the year. But we needed more of those this year. So I got to say, as much as I'm not a huge fan of her, Becky Lynch... All right, she she had quite a few pretty good matches, some solid feuds, probably the best steel woman steel cage match that I've ever seen. Um, and I think you know, she she 
Raw. She was NXT putting over talent. I think Becky had a really great year. And so I put, I picked Becky as my female wrestler of the year. See, I'm over here thinking I had the only person to, to think of this, and I was going to get critiqued for it, but I am on the same path as Wavy D. I have Becky Lynch written down right here as well for the same reasons. This is this woman, this woman, to me, I used to say Charlotte was the goat in the women's division. Not, 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 not anymore. Becky Lynch is the greatest women's wrestler to ever wrestle in the in the business. Uh, <laughs> um, Trish, she, now, Becky Lynch put on. Speaking of Trish, she put on what felt like a year long rivalry with Trish Stratus and made lemonade out of lemons, literally, literally. And then she went to NXT, and not only did she become uh, Grand Slam champion, which was the entire purpose of this, but in the process of it, gave TV time to Tegan Knox, Zia Lee, put over Tiffany Stratton, put over Lyra Valkyria. That, my friends, is what talent like Becky Lynch is supposed to do. Didn't complain one bit about it. Um, and here we go. We, I mean, she's the most consistent woman to ever, like, I've I know in the ring. Um, maybe she can convince Fragile Phil to do the same thing. Look, you don't need to bring him up every time. We ain't talking <laughs> about him. We ain't talking about him. But we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about male wrestler of the year, and and I have a feeling I'm not gonna like James's answer. <laughs> just just off the, just off the bat, James, go ahead. So if this was like. A month or so ago, the guy that I written, that wrote down would not be written down. Because um, I have two guys that I know all of y'all would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and they're probably two and three. Um, and that's Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston. Oh, my God. You picked the worst wrestler of the year on that list. I'm so done. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> Things have happened <laughs> since then. And again, yeah, like, it's, it's, Eddie Kingston had to go back to his janitorial job. <laughs> but my my male wrestler of the year now, just because like the last three months, this guy has kind of changed my opinion. And it's uh, the AEW world champion, MJF, is the wrestler, the male wrestler of the year. He has set himself up. For the so-called bidding war of 2024 to make a whole lot of money. I think he's already signed with AEW. There's no way that they've made him this corporate yes man without having a plan in place to to have him long term. Um, but yeah, MJF, he is my wrestler of the year. Um, the Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston did have really good 2023s. Uh, y'all, y'all can dare to differ, but I mean, Eddie Kingston is New Japan strong and ROH champion uh, for now until he loses his tournament. Um, but and Orange Cassidy j- had the the best title run of the year um, with that Intercontinental champion or inter what international what I don't know what it's called um, with with uh, that few the name of your own title. Damn, they changed it four times this year. I'm pretty sure, but um, <laughs> once. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so MJF, my guy, Cody. 
I, I struggle with this one. Um, there was there was a few guys that you could really put on this list that uh, to me probably all deserving of it. Um, but I came down to what I believe the rest of the year is captivating from the beginning to end. Um, made the most out of nothing in some cases and kept us entertained uh, throughout the whole entire year. And by a smidge, I did choose MJF as well. Um, uh, I, I just think he has done a great job with how uh, jumbled, I guess is a very, very safe word to use of how AEW has been uh, from beginning to end in 2023. MJF is stuck there, stood there, um, and not only carried the company from a world champion perspective, but really tried his best to make literally something out of anything, and great job, and has uh, captivated me from beginning to end. All of his matches have been pretty, pretty damn good, and um, he, he definitely is putting in his best work and, and trying to keep everything as entertaining as possible, um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed his whole run um from uh last year to this year and he's kept me entertained throughout the whole entire year so mjf for me all right wavy d all right i'm not gonna lie i i did not hate james's answer this go around i, I did not hate it mjf was in my top three um and then honestly orange cassidy if we if we were doing a workhorse debate i think orange cassidy is number two as far as a workhorse wrestler this year Behind Seth Rollins, I do think Orange Cassidy is a workhorse. Um, I would say, um, I do like what what um what James said about someone who captivated me from January till now. That's a good criteria. I would say on my list, Cody. I would say Cody Rhodes. Um, his return at um the Royal Rumble from injury in January, and then his feud leading up with with Roman Reigns leading up until WrestleMania. The, the first actual chance we thought Roman would drop the title in a while. Um, it did leave us stunned. And then Cody's redemption arc, um, uh, going against Brock Lesnar, having the, you know, the three matches against him, uh, the best the, you know, the Super Friends feud against Judgment Day. And I think Cody's a good company guy. He had good matches. It, he had a lot of matches. It's not, it, it's not just you know the big shows he's wrestling on weekly television. I, I I think Cody just edged out um, MJF and Gunther, in my opinion, for Male Wrestler of the Year. All right. Now we got now we got to talk about who the actual best wrestler of the year was. And 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 doing that Roman Reigns bullshit. Don't give me that Seth Rollins <laughs> bullshit. And 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 that that is a man who has never put on a bad match. Dominic Mysterio? Nah, I mean, you're right. He hasn't put on a bad match, but it's not him. But it's a man who consistently, time after time, steps into the ring and dominates and shows why he's the best in the business right now. Will Ospreay? No. I mean, you're close. No, but this man, (laughs) this man is the ring general. Guntar. Best. This was the same situation with face of the year. One name only came to my mind. Gunther 
has had the best title reign. I'm sorry, James. I don't care about Orange Cassidy's title reign. Uh, Gunther's Intercontinental Championship reign is the most uh, or the best of 2023. Um, and possibly the best in WWE right now. I know we, we have a, what is it, like 1,200 days at this point for Roman? But, I mean... He hasn't defended it in a while. I understand that argument. Um, and Gunther defends it a lot. Um, he's put that mid-card. And what I would actually state is the main title on Raw because that World Heavyweight Championship picture sucks. But it's got a bright spot now because there's an actual competitor that we actually think can beat Seth Rollins and will beat Seth Rollins um, at the Royal Rumble. I'm kidding. That, that's a, that's a WrestleMania match. He's winning the Royal Rumble, though, by the way. I hope you guys know that. So, um, But anyway, yeah, Gunther is uh, Male Wrestler of the Year. Second place would be Ilya Dragunov. Y'all sleeping on him. Um, and, yeah. and then Osprey. And then Osprey. Those are my top three wrestlers in the world right now. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the last category. And then just looking at James' shirt, I forgot that to put Tag Team of the Year on this list. And just realized it. So just off the cuff, we're going to do this. We're going to have a fun off-the-cuff uh, exercise. Who's tag team of the year, James? Damn, you're putting me in a tough spot. Um, FTR. Cody? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, it's tough not to say FTR, but I'm actually going to say... Oh, golly. You had to literally throw that on me, and I was not ready for it. <clears throat> um, FTR is a, it's a great choice. I feel like it's a cop-out. I love FTR. I really do. You know what? I'm going to say um, I'm gonna say Kings of the Black Throne. Malachi Black and, and uh, Brody King. Hey, real quick, if it's not FTR, it was Ozzy Open before Mark Davis got hurt. That's a good one, too. Interesting. Wavy D. Oh, I mean, it's obvious. It's um bullet bullet club gold. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long way though from last year. I, I was I was just trying to throw you guys off a little bit, but no, I I, I, I do think the, the 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 Billy Gunn's kids they had a pretty good year. Um, they went from just being his kids to being legitimate names in AEW. Um, they, they kind of caught my eye a little bit. Um, I don't watch the, the weekly te- um, television programming over there, but the guns are people who, who I do look out for over there. Um, I don't think the I don't think tag team of the year is a WWE award this year. I do think AW has to take tag team of the year. It's just kind of kind of who who you want to pick. Yeah, I guess F, you know FTR is a great choice. The Bucks, as much as I don't, I, as much as I dislike the Bucks, they're always a top tag team. Um, Alpha Academy is, you know, I, I know they're, they're the WWE, but they're always a funny group. Like, they always entertain me every week. But I, I, I'll, I'll go the acclaimed. I like the acclaimed. You know, they're, they're not the, the craziest, best in the ring, but they are very entertaining. And, you know, so they're, they're, they are trios champions now, right? They're still your trios champions. Yeah, oh. they, got, they got thrown through real glass, and we haven't seen them since. Yeah, I, I I picked the acclaim, but I would I would say the probably four of the top five answers are AEW tag teams. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that. 
We can't forget about Big Bill and Ricky Starks. <laughs> just kidding. They fucking suck. They you, actually aren't bad. It's just got to be featured more than Collision. I don't you, understand the point of that. Enzo Cast 2.0? <laughs> Almost. Uh, so it's definitely the the, the young buck. No, I'm kidding. Fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that <laughs> shit. Almost, you almost made me fall backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. 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 Damn. This. I, I, yeah. He had eight minutes to think about this. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it had to be an NXT or WWE team, uh, the Creeds are pretty oh. fucking good. Yeah, the Creed brothers are. Yeah, the Creeds are nice as fuck. Why are you going to take my answer right before I said it? It's, it's <laughs> I was helping you, out. I don't know if you were getting around to it. <laughs> yeah, it's the Creeds. The Creeds are my my favorite tag team in WWE right now. Um, and, yeah, so we'll, we'll end that there. And then we'll move what, on. 2023 was the year of the word Creed, I'll tell you that much. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. All right, moving on to uh, damn good line. Austin Creed. The Creed. Uh, Creed. Hello. Apollo, Apollo Creed. He's talking about the fact that Creed's going back on tour, my guy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, match of the year, James. I swear to God. If you know my I, match of the year. I know what this match is, and that's why I'm This match of the year was match of the year when it happened in June. And it's Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door. It, it is the greatest match I've ever seen in my entire life. And until Kenny they, Omega almost died. And when Kenny Omega got hit with the Tiger, no, he got hit with his own move, the one-winged angel, and kicked out at one, I literally, I was in a movie theater, and I about jumped out of my seat. I want to interrupt you in the movie theater. I want to interrupt you, but I, I thought I thought the IWC came to a consensus that what wasn't Wrestle Kingdom 17 was the better of the two this year between those guys. I right, disagreed we'll with the IWC on that. Huh? <laughs> oh, was that was your answer, Kato? Yes, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> I was going to say, you're wrong, James. The Wrestle Kingdom match was better. I, I disagree with that. Great, I love but their... the Wrestle Kingdom match, I, I, I just enjoyed a little bit more. I think maybe it was because I was about 85% asleep during the Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, <laughs> that's that that's, go, that's going to be. Are not are not meant for Russell Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. When we're not ready for 2024 WWE either, seeing all the goddamn shows are fucking overseas. But I've already been so on that it's... rant. So <laughs> during the UFC. Um. But yeah, I, I'm gonna go Osprey Omega Forbidden Door. Cody, we already know you're already getting mine by the yeah. Omega Osprey from Russell Kingdom. Wavy D, you, you, you might you might come to me last. I have like I have like a whole list of honorable mentions and top fives. You just come to me last. <laughs> no, nah, because I have you the same thing. I have the same you. thing right here. So so wait, hold on. You bitched and moaned that I had eighty four <laughs> matches from the entire year. I have I, eighteen. I have eighteen, not eighty four. So well, I, have, I, I have a bunch of good matches this year. I I have a I have a. Top five honorable mention and a top five match of the year. The reason a lot of these honorable mentions did not make match of the year, in my opinion, is because I try not to put gimmick matches in my top five just because the gimmick a lot of times, you know, like, you know, say like Hell in a Cell, oh, he jumped on top of the pod, oh my God, crazy pop. But like, if you look at it, you know, 
I, I I do like the like regular what what can you do in the regular match type stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't rely too much on gimmick. So real fast, just the honorable mentions: Sammy versus Roman Elimination Chamber, um, Viking Raiders versus Alpha Academy Viking Rules Match July, uh, Raw July 17th, um, Owens and Zayn versus Judgment Day Street Fight Payback, Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny Street Fight Backlash, and Becky versus Trish Steel Cage Payback. Now. Number five match of the year, Cody Roman WrestleMania. Okay. Number four, Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. Wrestle Dream. Um, you'd be surprised. I, I got, I got, I got. You'd be surprised at this top five. I, I, I think James and Cody will be will, will enjoy this top five. Yeah. So, Cody Roman, Daniel Bryan versus Zack Saber Jr. Number three, Charlotte versus Rhea WrestleMania. I feel like that might be the best women's match of the year. Best women's match at WrestleMania. It might be the best women's match of all time on American soil. Um, number two, Drew um, Gunther versus Drew versus Sheamus WrestleMania triple threat match. And number one for all my AEW elites out there, Daniel Bryan versus MJF Iron Man match AEW Revolution. Yeah, that was that was, that was all right. That's what it was. The reason the reason Osprey and Omega didn't make my personal list is I just I don't like watching someone like, almost die. No, no, like 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 fifty finishers a match. I feel like <laughs> like 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 when Osprey's him with the what's called the hidden blade like like fifty times, and I'm just like uh, it loses me at that point. All right, so we're going over here, and we're going to read this entire list. I'm going to tell you the oh, eight. We're, we're going to we're going to we're going to name. I think there's like eighteen uh, people that I have as potential match of the year, and, and I took this over um, the start of the year. And, and so the first match on here is Sammy versus Roman Elimination Chamber. Um, the second one is one I saw live in person. I think Cody and James were there as well. It's at Vengeance Day. Uh, here in Charlotte, um, it was the tag team match between Chase U, New Day, Gallus, and Pretty Deadly. I personally enjoy that match a lot. Um, the next match on the list is MJF versus Brian Danielson at Revolution. The next would be Seth and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Next would be Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. WrestleMania's got a lot, so let's, let's pause for a minute here. Next is Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther. And then Roman and Cody also have to be on that list. Next would then be Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller at Spring Break-In. Uh, fantastic match if you didn't watch it. Next would be, y'all going to laugh at this one, Bad Bunny versus uh, Damian Priest at Backlash. Fantastic yeah, match. I, I had that my uncle mentioned. Fantastic match. Uh, then it's Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak at NXT Battleground. Then it's uh, Blade and Anofe versus Hank and Tank versus Briggs and Jensen at NXT Gold Rush. Um, I personally just love that match. I know a lot of people won't. Next is Trish and Becky at Payback. Also at Payback is Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Balor and uh, Priest. Then at NXT No Mercy is Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov. And... To show some love to everybody out there, the three people in, in the Impact uh, universe, Will Ospreay, he made the list, versus Mike Bailey. Fantastic match. I've never heard of Mike Bailey, and that was that was pretty good match. But again, the 50 finishers in that match kind of just took away from ever it winning. 
My final three that I've decided upon are Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov, Rhea and Charlotte, and MJF versus Brian Daniels. And those are my top three matches of the year. And the winner of match of the year to me is Rhea versus Charlotte. I think uh, best match hands down um, from a story perspective um, and from like a, a actual in-ring ability, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, you could do it a hundred times and I would not be upset. Um, so, so you have Carmelo versus Dragunov two and three? In your um, so Carmelo and Dragunov would be two and then three would be in. No, I mean like, I mean of their trilogy. Um, the, number the, three, number three. Gotcha. Yeah. So you you didn't like the American Bash one? I, it wasn't part necessarily particularly on my list, but then again, I when I made this, it, you know, it wasn't really high on my list at that mo- at that moment. Um, I have to change mine actually. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> my my match of the year was seeing. No, no, because you came up in here. Uh, you came up in here and like, no, this is going to be match of the year. Hold on, let me finish. Hold on. My match of the year was CM Punk versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Tony Khan and a backstage match. <laughs> backstage, backstage street <laughs> fight. <laughs> backstage death match. Death match. And, Put that match on WCW backstage assault. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, and then, um, this wasn't a category, but there's no competition. Booker of the year is Triple H. Uh, and we're going to end it at that. (laughs) Oh, we have the male and female superstars. We've just, oh, shit. Shit. I forgot about Ah. that. I'm I'm glad you remember that because I'm looking at an hour over here and I typically end it at this point. But where the hell did that fucking list go? I had my anyway. We'll find it while everybody else is talking. James, you are three. Uh, you want to just do all of yours? List your three male and female uh, right sure. now, and then we'll go. Yeah. So your male and female superstars to uh, look out look for. out for in twenty twenty four. So I have four in each category because Gee, I because really- <laughs> you don't know how to read instructions. <laughs> you list you just listed eighteen match of the years. So I have four in each- one's an honorable mention in each category. My honorable mention for male superstar to look out for is and the reason it was just added to the list was because it was mentioned earlier in the show. It's Trick Williams. Because he's, if I was to watch NXT, he's the only motherfucker that I would be interested nah, no, in. No, that show great. That show is great. You should check it out. Uh, um, it, it, it about put me to damn sleep the, the last time I watched it. Um, but I like Trick Williams. I watched the pay per view that a couple, what was it last weekend? Um, yeah. Was- and uh, I talked about when Kenny Omega popped out, uh, kicked out at one off the one winged angel. I jumped out of my seat. When Trick Williams won that match last uh, last weekend at Deadline, I legitimately marked out. Um, I like I like Trick Williams, and then um, my actual three male superstars to look out for. Hey Tony Khan, I'm going to book your next three AEW World Champions: Will Osprey, Swerve Strickland, and Adam Hangman Page, in whatever particular order. Because they all three are deserving of the AEW World Championship. Um, I think Hangman Page is most deserving because he was screwed out of losing the title Shut the first up. time. Oh, 
Um, so you gonna drink blood again <laughs> on his way up there? Um, but yes, give me give me those three: Osprey, Swerve, and Hangman Page. As regards for the females, my honorable mention would be Mercedes Monet because I don't know if she's going to go to AEW or if she's coming to to the Fed and returning as Sasha Banks. But otherwise, it's going to be interesting to see where she goes. So you look out for her. The three other women that I would look out for, um, building off an incredible 2023, I think this lady has a, a legitimate shot of winning my female of the year next year, and that's Julia Hart. Um, we got the impending debut of Jade Cargill in WWE. Uh, that might come in June of next year at this pace. Um, and then someone that is a sneak pick, um, but someone that if, if you pay attention to like ROH, you would know how talented this lady is. And that is Billy Starks. I think I have high, she's like the Nick Wayne of the women's division. And I love Billy Starks. And Didn't she give Britt a concussion though? Uh, no, that yeah. wasn't her. Um, but anyways, Billy Starks, w- watch out for her. At yeah, literally Battle. watch out because she'll kick you in the face. Watch for her to win the, the title against Athena this weekend at Final Battle in front of 996 people because they haven't sold a lot of tickets to that show. Um, <laughs> yeah. At least you admit it. At least you admit it. Admitting, um, admitting the problem is the first way to uh, – now, if you could just tell Tony Khan that there's a problem and, and maybe get him to understand that. Listen, we, we've discussed this, and we'll discuss it again t- on Thursday. AEW's impending problems. But, uh, yes, those are my male and females of to look forward to in 2024. Cody? So, James had uh, a couple of people on my list. I don't have an honorable mention. I just followed the instructions. <laughs> um, my three male superstars look out for Will Ospreay, definitely one. Um, LA Knight is another. I want to see where his overness with the crowd leads him to. Uh, he, he might be a lot of stuffle here with Roman and Seth and Punk and Drew and, and all these guys in between, but might be interesting to see if he gets some sort of uh, uh, push in some capacity this upcoming year. An LA Knight Punk feud for a world title would be kind of cool. Um, maybe a uh, uh, Gunther LA Knight. Uh, Intercontinental title feud. I don't know, but I think uh, LA Knight's gonna have a good 2024 lining up for him. Well, Osprey, um, maybe he'll have his in ring AEW debut at Revolution when we go. That'd be kind of cool. Um, I think he'll be there regardless, so that'd be fun. Swerve Strickland, um, I have fallen in love with this guy, uh, non emotionally, you know, romantically, but um. I, I just love his character work over the past year. I think he is on a very big track to becoming a very big star. I really hope he becomes the AEW World Champion. Um, I don't want to say soon. I think, you know, with builds in wrestling, you got sometimes just do it at a snail's pace because sometimes mm-hmm. Chase is just as good as the eventual winning of a title. So let it, uh, let it simmer. But uh, Swerve has been probably my most improved wrestler for sure this past year. Um, amazing match with him and Heyman at full gear. One of the best spots I've ever seen in wrestling. Um, and uh, yeah, those are my three male superstars. My three female superstars, Jay Cargill. Uh, interested to see what she does. I did see that her mom passed away, so thoughts and prayers out to her and her family. Mm-hmm. That's probably why she's been delayed and um, uh, coming in. 
I don't think I mentioned an NXT person at all because I don't watch it enough and it doesn't draw enough of my attention. But Tiffany Stratton is a female to watch. I think she, um, if, if she drops it to the NXT title, if they don't just let her carry for a while longer, could be doing something in the main roster. Raw could definitely use another talent, um, and that could be a good place for her. Um, Damn, it's been a while since you watch it. She don't have the belt anymore. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, I don't even know. There you go. Um, but in general, it would be nice for her to go to Raw. Is she on Raw? Is she still in NXT? She's, she's still in NXT. NXT. She's, back, okay. she's about to get caught up, though, at the Rumble. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, there's a perfect place for her right there on Raw. Uh, and then my third female superstar to look out for is Mariah May. Um, going to be interesting to see what her feud with Tony Storm does, how it can be compelling and entertaining. Uh, she seems to be an entertaining individual. Um I've seen her match in stardom. She's very good in the ring, but I think she is a a draw in AEW if they use her right. But if they use the women's in general, that would be great. Tony Khan, please do it. Um, yeah, those are my give them the whole give them the whole hour of rampage. Give them the whole hour of rampage. Give them the whole hour of collision. Do whatever you got to do. All right. <clears throat> Wait, so, ladies first. Um, my top three female superstars to look out for in 2024 are uh, Julia Hart, uh, Sky Blue, and um, <laughs> uh, D- Diana Perrazzo. So those yeah, are my top okay. three female superstars. No. Uh, Jay Cargill, Tiffany Stratton, and Sasha Banks. <laughs> those, those are the real three you got to look out for this year. I so, was yeah. say, once you put Sky Blue and Julia Hart on that list, I'm like, pause, stop the train. <laughs> the, the, Those are the top listen, three women you, to look you, at. You're talking Not- trash about Julia Hart. That, that hurts some feelings now. She is very yeah. improved. Yeah. Our man Jay from, from our job is going to come, come be looking for you. <laughs> hey. You can have him, buddy. Take him. So, yeah, Jay Cargill, Tiffany Stratton, Sasha Banks, <laughs> slash Mercedes Monet. I think, I think she's on her way back to the dub. So we'll yes, sir. And top three male superstars to look out for is um Pepsi Phil, my boy CM Punk. You know, what I'm saying look out for the stories he's gonna get involved in. Um, Ricky Starks, I think he has a a, a, a good year coming up in 2024. I think he's a candidate of someone who who could fill the MJF boots. I mean, um, as far as a champion, I feel like he got the mic skills. He's good. He's definitely good enough in the ring, but he has the charisma. To to catch the quote unquote casual viewer's eye, um, and then Trick Trick Williams, you know, what I'm saying young guy in the WWE who, me and we two deep got different 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 views for this next PLE. I think you know, I'm saying he's gonna get crossed by his boy Carmelo, and I think he's gonna lose to Dragonoff. But Trick Williams is definitely a guy to look out for on the on the younger side of WWE talent. Or the, yeah, the way Carmelo popped up at the end of that show last week, mm. he's definitely about to attack him. Facts. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, I'll go with the I'll go with the females first. And when I look at like someone to look out for, and I'm you guys did it, you know, it's very subjective how you look at it. I look at people who aren't in a you know a, a top spot yet. So like mm-hmm. Trick Williams would be on my list of someone to watch for, but he's already at the top of the roster so he's not on my list this year um <laughs> excuse me so for the the women of course is uh, we're gonna go four for four here jade cargill's on the list she she's the most intrigued we're waiting it's gonna be the most intriguing debut 
Um, when it does happen, I think it's Royal Rumble. I think that's the most obvious spot to put her at. Um, and um, second on the list, um, if she can stay healthy, Nikita Lyons. This is technically like her third rookie year because every time she gets in the ring, she tears an ACL. Um, mm. And so if she could stay healthy, Thakita Lyons will will not only be woman of the year, she will be on on everyone's wallpaper. And it, she will be on, on, on TikTok with, that, with, with everyone wanting to be pinned by her. Um, and then... Uh, uh, another NXT woman, Kalani Jordan. Um, look out for her. She's she's been wrestling as in the industry for six months, and is well above people who have been trained for you know ten plus years. Um, and that just goes to show what the performance center can do, and um, why we hire athletes and not fucking anime nerds who cosplay. Uh, but that's a different argument for a different day. <laughs> um, and for the men, <clears throat> um, there's a, a guy here who, again, this is just goes to show what the, uh, the performance center can do for you. Cause then he's been here for since Halloween havoc. So in two months, in two months, he's more important than four years at that other company in Jacksonville. And, and I am a fan. I'm a member of his fan club. I am a registered Lex offender. <laughs> Lex is king. He fucking sucks. He is. He's that, trash. That is poor. Great character, but I, I wasn't very impressed at the, the, the PLE. His match with Carmelo might might have been the worst match on that card. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all got to let my boy Lexus King cook. And he, he got he got a, he is like a cute he's he, burning. He needs to go he back to the like kitchen. He got like a Cuban cut <laughs> mustache. Looks so awkward. No, bro, they they were using like fucking beard color. I uh, forgot what the name of the brand that they used, but they Just did it with <laughs> they did it with Braun as well and people are people are shitting on it. I get it, but uh, no, Lexus King, watch out for this dude. This dude going to be NXT champion at some point next year. Yeah, well, watch out, he might touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fan name, by the way. We're gonna have to change that fan club name because that was the most awkward thing I've ever said in my life. But, um, but with that, and then so that's one. Number two is, um, so we got to preface this the year 2021 or 2020 and 21 was the year of Roman Reigns. 2022 was the year of Sami Zayn. It was the year of Sami Zayn. 2023 was the year of Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. And 2024 is going to be the year of Solo Sokoa. Um, I have a feeling, and this is a very strong feeling, that Cody Rhodes will not be Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. This story is going to continue. And Solo Sokoa will defeat Roman Reigns and be the one to end Roman's streak and, and, and reign after he passes Hulk Hogan's reign. And at this point, we're probably passing Bruno at this point. Uh, so, but 
Uh, but yeah, Solo Sokoa, watch out for him. He's he's going to be a mega star in 2024. And then Carmelo Hayes on the main roster, because I think that's where he said it. Um, and I think he's going to be just right to take over the United States Championship or maybe the IC title picture, depending on whenever Gunther drops his. At this point, Gunther's reign is going to be longer than Roman's reign. Uh, but at least Gunther shows up every week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Carmelo, watch. Hey, he's gonna he's gonna be a, a legit star on the on the main roster, whether it's red brand or blue brand. Um, it, it'll be interesting. And and Randy's back, so you know you always gotta watch out for my guy Randy. Daddy's uh, back. Daddy's back. Uh, I, I forgot to mention. The possible retirement match of 2024 between Goldberg and Ryback that's been going on social media. <laughs> Ryback said if he if he, loser has to retire from wrestling, special guest, special guest referee <laughs> elbow, special guest referee Kara, where Kara, Kara, <laughs> Kara turns heel and attacks, <laughs> attacks Ryback. Oh, uh, wouldn't it be a face move? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it probably would. Uh, I would love it. But uh, yeah, that's that's this episode. That was fun. Uh, and uh, any other final comments from you guys? I know James and Cody, y'all got a show on uh, Thursday. If y'all want to watch it live on their page, uh, join the Discord. Links in the description. And uh, go to slappingmeatwrestling.com to buy your merchandise. Uh, any other final comments from you guys? Uh, go ahead. I just love slapping this meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, no, seriously, th- uh, check us out on Thursday. Follow us on the, the Twitter page at Junkyard M, as in Mary, G, as in Gary. And uh, tune in on Thursday. We have a fun episode talking about if AEW is a WCW 2.0. There's a tweet that was uh, been blowing up on social media regarding that, and I addressed that. It's gonna be, well, we address that, and uh, I'm, I'm looking. No, no, no. To you it. had it right. You're going to address it because I know nothing about WCW. So <laughs> I'll address some of it. You address some of it, but yeah, it'll be a fun. You episode. want my you want my a thousand page book on Nitro? I have it. <laughs> I have the Death Even of Martin WCW by Brian Alvarez. That's a horrible book. Throw it, burn it. It's trash. It's not even close to being accurate or good. Go, go, go Nitro on was much more accurate. Go on Peacock and watch the Monday Night Wars documentary. It's a great documentary. <laughs> oh, it's I, good, I like it. but it is a WWE productive thing. Nitro is probably the most non-biased thing you could look at from a WCW side of things. Yeah, what's super biased is how people talk about Russo because Russo didn't kill it, but anyway... <laughs> WCW, <laughs> WCW killed Vince Russo, not the other way around. Anyway, uh, Wavy D, you got some final words? Yes, um, love thy neighbor, and I want to give a I want to give a big <laughs> shout out to the top three women in my wrestling life. Shout Oscar, shout Rhea Ripley, and shout Kara Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh, so yeah. my final word, my That's final great. words here is. Uh, you know, we're approaching the New Year's, and we always, you know, we do these things called New Year's resolutions, and and I got one for wrestling, and, and it's going to surprise you guys. And for the year of 2024, I I am res- I'm making the resolution right now that I will watch AEW Dynamite without complaining. 
That is bullshit, and I'll call that right now. <laughs> so the first episode of the new year, that's going to fail. <laughs> I'll make a resolution. I got you. If AEW comes back to Connecticut, I will attend a live event. That's a big if. We waited three years for them to come back to North Carolina. So yeah, just be careful what you wish for. They don't, want, they don't want to listen sometimes. <laughs> Too bad you don't live in L.A. or Texas. They go there every or year. Chicago. Although I'm not sure they'll go back to Chicago much often now. <laughs> um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's my resolution. I will watch only Dynamite. I, that's all I can handle right now. Um, and uh, But with that being said. We need to I watch can... Collision to help the ratings. <sighs> Give me something to fucking watch and then I'll watch it. It's Big Bell and Ricky. It's just on a Saturday night. <laughs> hey, college football season's about to end. Maybe you can watch it. I'm, I'm too busy at the club. I'm too busy at the club. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Well, I, 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 that's what you, that's what you got a pregame for the club. I pregame watching Collision and then go to the club after Collision. <laughs> <laughs> Put on Collision at the club. Come on now. I don't know. I'm gonna kick I don't know. That make people yeah, leave. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get kicked out. I'm gonna get kicked out. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's my New Year's resolution that I resolve right now that I will watch AEW Dynamite. We're gonna see how long I make it. Maybe you uh, go first with Rampage one hour. Maybe you can last through that. I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to make it 22 seconds before you complain. <laughs> but the uh, intro, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but, no, no, no. but when I say without complaining, that means that I'm going to actually sit and watch it through the AEW lens and not through that WWE lens. I'm going to sit there and actually watch it without trying to critique it. That being said, that being said, I can now critique the booking on my show. And you guys can't complain about it. And so when I come on here and start fucking yelling at Tony Khan again, um, but I also need you guys to catch me up on what the fuck's going on. So you can try. I mean, you need to I, tune I, in I, now because we're, we're the good part leading into 2024 is that there's this devil character that you need to figure out who the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like Bray Wyatt. There's like a million different uh, ideas on who the fuck it is, and nobody knows who the fuck it is. I would say, you know, if, if if you were watching WWE, that they they catch up with one episode one day that wrong. Yeah, like, like everything that's going on. I will you, say, oh god. Now I was gonna say, if you guys you guys don't like NXT, but if you watched NXT, y'all would be caught up in that episode of what the hell is going on. To be fair, AEW over the past few months has done a much better job of recapping what happened the previous week and trying to actually catch people up to speed. Something they did lack a lot of in their first three and a half years. So they're they're getting better. I will say that. So I'm just going to go ahead and make my last critique of the year of AEW. Can you fire Aubrey Edwards? That would make it a lot more digestible for me to watch. Leave her alone. She's great. She's a decent rep, Great at trying to steal the spotlight. Plus, she's, I think, contractually obligated to be part of the the AEW podcast. So, no, we can't fire her. Is, is she also on their disciplinary team? Hire RJ City. Uh, on your guys' show on Thursday, can you please touch on the AEW disciplinary team? Yeah, being Brian Danielson, and that's no, and Aubrey Edwards. Is, is it Aubrey Edwards? Aubrey Aubrey Edward, team? I think so. Yeah. So um, uh, I'll look and, into it. Yeah, we can we can touch on that. Yeah, and yeah, and put me on the show. James, write that down. <laughs> and put me on the show. No, I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, with that, if y'all don't have any other words of of uh, significance. Uh, We'll, we'll go ahead and end this. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you everyone for watching and or listening. Leave us a review. This is the final episode of 2023. I'll see you again on it's gonna be I think January 8th. 
will be the next episode. And with that, y'all have a great rest of your year. Brother, I'm good.